What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. So today we are recording in the in the late late night of Wednesday. Mm, mm. Right. It's um, a lot of a lot of uh, news coming out from uh, various parts of the world. Mm. Uh, a lot of different news stories, and uh, we're also having big discussions about what to what to cover lah today. Yeah, I mean the topic we ended up uh, deciding for today is uh, located in Singapore. But yeah. I also found out while doing research that it it it's built off the the back of a big thing, big revolution in the US, lah, right? Mm, correct, correct, big. Right. There is also a lot of relations Ooh. to what we discussed in the last episode, in the last few episodes with aware and everything, as well, right? It's like sexual harassment and <laughs> is our big thing. Uh, is is the is the theme of twenty twenty one? I think twenty twenty was uh, cancel culture, <laughs> right? Then yeah, then twenty twenty one is sexual harassment. So so that means I mean you know like one day it might come and bite us all in our asses. Uh, you uh, by, knows, by uh, your by your ass. Hey, uh, by your ass. <laughs> hey, whatever whatever my ass is bitten for, <laughs> likely you would have been involved also. Uh. <laughs> Somewhere in the background where I cannot be seen. You know. <laughs> That's, off camera, yeah. off camera. Then you will just distance yourself, you know. <laughs> then you'll just come up and say, you know, I've I've known Harish for eight years and I always knew this was happening, but I didn't know, didn't know to this extent. No, I this condone exactly. Yeah, and I <laughs> condemn his his efforts. Yeah. Fucking hell. <laughs> but uh before that, actually, um I don't yes. know if you've been checking our Reddit. Uh, a lot mm. of interesting discussions about uh about the last podcast actually, uh mm. heated heated discussions about uh about Vis Vishwa and and you know the his culpability and and everything lah and a lot of people on either side lah they are voicing their opinions very loudly on the subreddit. Any anything that uh that that stuck out to you? I think definitely there was someone who's saying that we're all, yeah, uh, he's saying that everyone's overreacting. It's this. Just the woke generation going overboard, and everyone should just chill and not try to cancel each other and all that lah. And there are a lot of people mm. coming forward and saying it's not cancel culture; it's just consequences that have always been around lah. Whether it was through Stomp or through other 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 platforms or what lah, it's just that now, uh, it's much more uh, apparent, I guess, in, in because of social media. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, nothing, nothing directly to do with the case, but more about you know, cancel culture, work culture, everything. Uh. I mean, it's always good to see heated debates. Or not say heated, la. like, like uh, how you say, uh, intense debates on Reddit. You know, a few weeks ago, we were thinking, oh shit, is our Reddit kind of like tapering down? But hell no, it isn't. Hell fucking mm. no, it isn't. Mm-hmm. That's why. Yeah, I, uh, so I mean. Yeah, you want to give that shout out that we give every week? No, you you, you started already. I think oh, you should carry okay. on, man. Yeah, so if at any point we've made you think about a topic more deeply, which is what we aim to do with this podcast. Please tell one person about it. Tell one person offline about it, not online, you know. Mm, mm. So try, try something different for a change. Like once offline in a while, means I don't what? Know, that means if you happen to bump into a friend like while jogging or something and you're listening to a podcast, then then you say, hey, I happen to be listening to this awesome podcast. You should check it out. Oh, okay, yeah. All right, see you. Bye. Yeah. You know, they kind yeah, of like people, stop and yeah. chat where you never actually... Where, where you say hi but there's no real point point or consequence to your conversation uh, the stop and chat uh, and oh, there's no yeah, promise oh, to like meet up or anything like that uh. have you, have you yeah, had or if people, yeah of course uh, I mean or if people ask you know how, how are things what's new boom yalla bat yo mm-hmm. yalla bat is fucking new every week right. new episodes 
Correct, correct. Yep, yep. What's new? Yeah, right? yeah. Correct. What's new? Cool. All right. So let's jump so right into we? the first topic. The first topic. Mm. The first topic. I mean, okay. So, so broadly speaking, the first topic is a uh, is about a recent recent series of posts by mm. this one online publication uh, called Thirst. Mm. <laughs> T H T H A I R dot S T. Yes. Right. Correct. Uh, and the website essentially is um. Let me let me let me read about from the about page lah. Mm-hmm. Um, in one of my mini tabs, mm-hmm. uh, it was launched in 2016, and yes. essentially it is a it, it's a it's the is a Christian blog Christian website mm-hmm. that that uh, publishes a lot of articles that talk about you know work studies relationships all uh with a with a Christian theme at its core right. Yep. Um. So. Uh, three days ago, they they posted something about the fight against sexual temptation, mm. and it was done by Pastor Joanne Chow from the Pasir Panjang Hill Brethren Church, mm. and she talked about how even as a female pastor uh, with her hu- husband, uh, when they during the the, the dating phase, they did feel uh, uh, different temptations, and she just gave three recommendations to help prevent falling susceptible to a temptation. Mm-hmm. Um, and the most controversial of which was something that that kind of implied that you know to help our Christian brothers, uh, women must also dress more modestly. Mm, mm, correct. You know, um, amongst other things, lah. Uh, we we'll probably get into those other things, but that was the thing that caused the biggest kerfuffle. Yeah. Uh, and people, there was a lot of backlash, lah. I think this. Uh, I'm just gonna read the 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 particular page in that post you're talking about, lah. She mm, says, mm. and this is a female pastor. Huh? She says, mm. can I also make a special appeal to the girls? Let's help our brothers by not dressing in revealing or provocative ways. Of course, you don't have control over their lustful thoughts. And it may not be a sin to wear that skin-tight dress or post that bikini photo. But if we can help our brothers, why not? Avoid it not because we must do it, but because we love each other as brothers and sisters in Christ. So the way you are saying it makes me think that you are... You are you're judging it, like Terence. Why am I judging it? I'm just trying <laughs> because, to be as, as because of the tone of your voice. Uh, I'm just it trying to be as expressive as possible. Not later you it, say that my tone, my my voice is monotonous. How? <laughs> but you are a monotonous person, so uh-huh. your monotonous monotonous voice is coherent with your personality. Now it yes. just feels like you're not giving an objective voice to the post. <laughs> it is completely. It's a very objective. subjective voice. It's, it's very objective. subjective. No. <laughs> okay, so so putting aside your objective uh, re- uh, re- reenactment or, or voicing out of the post, what are what are your thoughts on that? Mm, I mean, I I was just scrolling through the comments on the Instagram post, and just mm. there was one comment that just summed it up nicely, lah. Two words: internalized mm. misogyny. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just, I mean. As as much as you really need to say, lah, right? But I mean, okay, okay. What what do you think about it? I mean, um, how you say? It? First of all, I didn't know this website exists, and the name just boggles my mind. Mm, um, irony, right? If you're, <laughs> that's why I don't know. Okay, are they trying to do it like a tongue tongue in cheek kind of thing? Mm. Because if it was founded in 2016, was was thirsty even a thing back then? I think so, yeah. Thirst. It I was, like, uh, Thirsting on Instagram and shit like that. Uh, yeah. 
So so I mean T H I R dot S T. I really get don't get the is it are they playing on the words of of shit or, or I mean of the thirsty kind of thing because there's nothing in their website that kind of hints at that. Yeah. Uh, they talk. They have a lot of articles about work, faith, culture, do good, coronavirus, studies, money, uh, mental health, Christmas. So it doesn't feel like it's all about just uh not succumbing to sexual temptations, like. Correct, correct. So uh, that I was think, the first thing. Yeah, the the oh, I think you mentioned earlier, but it's probably worth also just mentioning here that the reason why a lot of discussion about sexual temptation has been coming up in the last few days, especially for I think mm. Christian publications is because um, there was a there's a very well-known Christian apologist uh, Ravi Zacharias yeah I'm mm. not sure if I'm pronouncing it correctly Indian Canadian I think Canadian American um, Christian apologist who is has set up very big ministry and everything in the US and has done a lot of um, important work for for theology uh, I think it came mm. out that uh, there were some allegations of sexual misconduct lobbied against him mm. and then uh, there was an independent investigation, and they came out of a st- and the the organization doing the independent investigation came out saying that yes, there is there is a lot of evidence of a lot of uh, rampant uh, abuse and sexual harassment and and, and misconduct uh, in this person's life lah. So it mm. came, it's a very big shock to I think a lot of Christians, uh, the Christian community. Uh, even in Singapore as well. I see my Christian friends also posting about it and things like that. So, so that's why there probably are a lot of discussions about how to prevent sexual temptation in your own life. So first of all, like, what, what do you mean by Christian apologist? Uh, from what I understand is people who spend a lot of, uh, uh, I mean, their, their lives basically uh, defending the the faith. Mm against whatever it is, like science or anything that tries to disprove what, what the Bible says. You know? Mm. So, so, so uh, I, I know it's a generally not a very positive term when you say someone's an apologist or something, right? Yeah, but that's why. this is something, if you go to the Wikipedia page, this is what it says about Ravi Zacharias. I thought he just goes around like apologizing for all the fucked up shit that religious people have done. Oi, oi, <laughs> oi. I want to stop you right there, a little. Why? Hey, okay. What did I say? What did I? What in that statement is wrong? I didn't. I didn't pinpoint any religion. It's generalizing. I didn't. Hey, hello, hello. I didn't. Pinpo- I didn't pinpoint or identify any religion. Okay, but you definitely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I said there have definitely been religious people who have done fucked up shit. Right? Mm. I didn't say of which religion. Okay, now you are putting words into your own head or putting words into my mouth. Mm. I just said religious people who have done fucked up shit. Okay. Uh, they have non. They are non-religious people who have also done fucked up shit. Yeah. And I would assume that a a religious apologist goes around apologizing for the fucked up shit that people of that religion have done, lah. Well, I think that's a that's perfectly they... linear thought process. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the slippery slope. But the linear thought process. But 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 in all seriousness, I think before we jump further into a discussion, which can be can be quite sensitive, right? I think mm. it's important to note that when we in this discussion. We when mm. we say Christian, we also know that there's a whole spectrum of the Christian faith as well. Even in Singapore, between churches, they disagree and agree on uh, agree and disagree on a range of subjects. Uh. we have spoken yes. to people on both ends of the spectrum, uh, you know, and and we we have friends on both ends of the spectrum. So when mm. we say Christians in general, we know that it's slightly generalizing, but but at the same time, it's just for for brevity and everything. We need to discuss it as such, right? 
Yeah. So, so, so I mean, whatever we're also is, taking... Yeah, whatever yeah, we say here today is not... Uh, we're not using it to generalize as to what the whole Christian population is like or anything. La. Yes, correct. Yeah. Um, and I mean, we're, we're also kind of like uh, like taking a cue from how the uh, these people seem to be portrayed in, in the general public eye. La. I mean, mm. a lot of websites do list Ravi Zacharias as a Christian apologist, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I think even thir.st um they yeah they talk about christianity mm. so so i think we're taking a cue from that and mm. and i mean uh going back to what we were talking about there was actually a chronology of things that happened right mm. yes, like february this is, 21st this is your, of, yeah this is your thing this is <laughs> this is my calendar, thing with my tabs the, <laughs> the calendar <laughs> correct the chronology of shit is always important man so yeah. february 21st that first post of like a carousel or seven images went up on Instagram. And then there was a whole bunch of backlash. Uh, and and Pastor Joanne actually kind of uh, replied in her comments that, um, let's see, uh, because there was a lot of discussion going on in the comments and they updated their caption to kind of include that the disclaimer that the same school of thought applies to men la, in the mm-hmm. sense that uh, men should also not dress provocatively. Mm-hmm. Um, and and But I think people were still not happy that they were almost kind of saying that, okay, victims of sexual assault are in some way responsible. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on 22nd Feb, they they updated the comments with a clarification kind of emphasizing that, okay, this is practical advice. Mm-hmm. And even then, it felt like an, a non-apology, like they were defending the whole series, the How Not to Fall series, mm-hmm. uh, which they claim is that men and women alike face temptations and we all have a personal responsibility to guard against sin. Yep. So that also got quite a bit of backlash. And then finally, on the night of 23rd February, the pastor herself apologized mm-hmm. um, to those that she may have hurt addressing specifically the victims of sexual abuse. Mm-hmm. Because in some way, by putting, like pointing uh, even a, 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 the smallest finger to victims of sexual harassment and saying that, okay, you are you might be in part responsible, it is trivializing their, the fact that they may have just been uh, like uh, abused by someone unwillingly la, right mm, mm. so 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 she did say she realized that her comment on dressing modestly has sparked many responses and comments and even angered many people truly sorry uh, and then she tried to clarify her position that she does not advocate victim blaming in any way um, and that the victim's attire is irrelevant in any sex crime la. Mm. so it just felt like um, okay in in some way it was it was nice to see her apologize uh, instead mm. of them just doubling down on this but at the crux of it there were also people who were defending the original stance, right? Mm. Correct. Right. Um, and and I mean, this stance is not something new. La. We have yeah. heard it before. Yeah. Where else have you heard this stance before? Mm, do not get molested. Oh. When you see those police, uh, oh, when you see yeah, those correct. police advertisements <laughs> in the, the train saying, do not get molested, and it shows a girl in a short skirt and then a hand about to touch it. Yeah, Instead this, of do not molest, yeah, do not molest. Do not yeah. get molested. I think, I think aware talked about. I think Jasmine something mentioned it on during the aware podcast, right? Like, yeah, yeah. The, the general stance is like, um, I mean, even something like that, uh, is is basically subtly implying that if you dress provocatively, you know, you you can get molested, like you know, and, and mm. it addresses the women rather than addresses the the guys. Like, why don't you show like the the uh, uh, rattan cane spanking a a bare backside, like, You know, and they say, "Do not molest," right? 
that, that, <laughs> but that will bring up different kinds of images in people's minds or so right yeah this one <laughs> a bare backside exactly they say do not molest a bare backside yeah because in some way people will say what are you encouraging BDSM and all that is it <laughs> exactly uh, but actually I, I wanted to to just ask you also uh, do you read the other slides or not, besides the slide in question that, that yeah I did, I did. It? what do you think of them uh? um I mean <laughs> I read it in the sense, okay, so just to run through people uh, about the contents of the slide in case you guys have not seen it. Mm. Um, the first slide, the title is In the Fight Against Sexual Temptation, Defense is Not Enough. Yeah. Um, the first one is, okay, um, let's see, uh, let's see. So she said even uh, herself while being a youth leader, cell group leader and worship leader, she have looked at, watched and listened to things that she really shouldn't have. Like sometimes mm-hmm. she stumbled upon them other times she consciously watched or listened mm. and then she talked about how when dating her boyfriend she was faced with a whole new level of temptation and then she goes on to saying that you know in some way to protect yourself from succumbing in, uh, into temp- uh, to temptation you kind of need to set up these these guards lah, you know mm. uh, she said even and I quote like you know maybe it's unfollowing certain Instagram or TikTok accounts or stop watching <laughs> certain shows. Yeah. Um, on yeah. her f- on her phone, she's activated the filter for mature content and her YouTube app is on restricted mode. Yeah. And I was thinking, um, <laughs> let's, I mean, let, let's clarify. Uh, when you put your YouTube app on restricted mode, uh, it's not necessarily about uh, just about sex or violence or whatnot, right? It's just yeah. any kind of content that is probably unsuitable for children, you know, young kids to listen to. Uh, yeah, that gets filtered out as well. Uh. So, so maybe all she watches is Peppa Pig and Blippi. Uh. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> she's sort of like, yeah, she's shutting herself off from like, even like, I mean, say a mature discussion about, about something like that, uh, right? About sexual abuse or something like that. Immediately, yeah. you are you are, you are are closed off from it and you, you close the blinds to the whole world that is talking about important adult things, uh, right? Yeah. So it's like, so, I, mean, I, I just find it... Um, I I mean I I I know the, the the we are talking about that that one slide and that that victim shaming thing, but I just found her advice just wow this is like is really like um backward uh, It's like asking people to live like like puritanical lives and, and just like uh you know like really cleansing them themselves of any any kind of like uh thought about of sin uh. but it- but then okay, like so, so so now now that you are a new dad, right? I mean, how how what's your thought on what are the kinds of things that maybe you would rather your your son is not exposed to, and what are the kinds of things that you think okay he's going to be exposed to it at some point, you know? Uh, the earlier the better. I know certain friends of mine they're like, especially when they play our podcast uh, mm. uh out loud, <laughs> mm. and I think that one friend knows knows who I'm I'm talking about. Mm. Uh, he said, you know, I said, yeah, don't, I I swear a lot on the podcast. He was like, ah, yeah, fuck it lah, my my kid is gonna uh come across the word some uh, at some point lah. Yeah. Um. So his kid has actually heard a lot of my voice, which which I which I feel quite good about. Yeah. Um. But. I know that that's one school of thought. The other school of thought is like, you know, let's let's shelter them for as long as possible before they hear their first F word. Like, where do you fall on the spectrum, uh, on that spectrum? Uh, I think, okay, for, for vulgarities, it's quite easy. Lah. I think, uh, you you know, you want to help them identify threats in the world as well, right? So, mm. at some point, someone's going to shout something at them or what, and then you don't want them to be so shell-shocked or not understand what it means or what, lah, right? So so mm. I, I do think that needs to come from the parent and it needs to 
but it comes with a disclaimer like, that this is not a word that you use lightly and everything like, right because the last yeah. thing you want is your kid come home from school and then suddenly it's like they know what the F word is then you're like who what the hell fuck who, up, dad? <laughs> which, which, which teacher or which, which classmate taught you this um, that I think <laughs> quite simple like, right you know you're trying to yeah. defend some but when it comes to other things like uh, that that I think electronically they, they have only become electronically or digitally available in the last 20 years then that's where I struggle mm. a bit uh, whether it's like mm. apps or, or even porn right you know you talk about we, yeah. we we laugh about last time porn was like like uh, literally hidden stashes hidden behind paintings in people's houses and all that kind of things but yeah. now it's like porn is like so easily accessible how do you I mean how do you yeah talk to your kids about it I, I don't know yet lah. I don't have an answer yet but maybe because maybe over time people might have a better protocol for that lah. because to a certain extent I do agree that sometimes it is worth distancing yourself from tem- temptation lah uh, so so can this you, can one you talk like, about like, what examples like what, what, okay so f- <laughs> so for example I mean even like uh, how you say uh, like um, watching porn or or kind of you know like when you feel yourself kind of attracted to to someone of the opposite sex or something and it feels like okay there's there's something there that mm. there's you know okay wh- whenever I hear people say that oh you know one thing led to another and we ended up sleeping together I always feel like okay there's there's a lot of things that need to lead from one thing to another mm. and is it something that you could have have put a stop to at some point la? you know and I and I've, I've I've felt that in various forms across various things and I do think that that before it it goes down that slippery slope, mm-hmm. you know, of like no turning back, there mm-hmm. are things that you can do to okay, fuck, okay, this this is you need to know yourself, know your boundaries, know your weaknesses, like, yeah. and it is a tough thing to do. So, yeah. but but to, on that point, I do agree that yeah, some some somehow you say uh, some some stuff in like some rails to prevent stupid shit from happening. Is is a good way of acting. That's that's from my perspective, lah. Mm-hmm. But I, I guess for when I was reading it, she kind of takes it to one whole uh, another extent, lah. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of reminds me of like you know even Mike Pence. He said he would never have dinner alone with a with a woman, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So so I mean, yeah. So principally, I I agree that there can be some safeguards put in place, mm-hmm. but it's just the way she worded it. I felt like mm, okay. Then it feels like you're just dumping your head in the in the sand and just kind of isolating yourself as opposed to acknowledging okay there's yeah. these things out there in the world yeah. these things happen I feel tempted sometimes and yeah. just find some way to be how you say uh, not shy away from it uh. yeah yeah, and I think especially if you're someone who deals a lot with young young people as she's I think believe she's a youth ministry pastor and all that you do need to be able mm-hmm. to speak the language and understand what they are experiencing on all these platforms like TikTok and Instagram and all that so yeah, um, yeah you you kind of you, you I think it's it's a uh, uh, yeah there can be better ways than just like you know filtering like because honestly if you are b- trusting YouTube to go and filter what is mature content yeah, for you or so I you and I both know over the last years <laughs> over the last five years we've there's been so much strange shit on YouTube that you just doing some random innocent search and then you suddenly come across like some giant trove of like the strangest things ever and if a kid ever gets to that you're like how the hell do I explain this like right yeah that's why you think about I mean don't I mean you don't have to you guys don't you don't have to go and google all that but 
Like for example, one day we were doing research for a project we wanted to shrink Haresh to a, a tiny person <laughs> and make him run around <laughs> in the living room. So we went to search <laughs> tiny man or tiny tiny man, right? Tiny man on YouTube. Tiny man, tiny man. Tiny man and our eyes opened up to a whole new world, I tell you. <laughs> So that shit apparently doesn't get. I mean, you don't want to talk a bit more, dude. Yeah, you can't t- just leave it hanging there, man. You yeah, just leave it hanging there. I'm sure there. it wouldn't get like you know. I, I'm sure at one point <laughs> it got through the filters, uh, and then then yeah, it's just it's just like strange. So I, I remember no, okay. there were all these strange. Can, can you wait? Can you can you explain yeah. what the tiny man thing is? Or you don't want to? You want to? People. No, no, are no, I think, to I think it's worth explaining. What is tiny man? What is tiny man? <laughs> tiny man lifestyle. Okay, so so yeah, the context is we were going to film this video where I get shrunk down into like yeah like a tiny man who's chased around the house by his wife. Who, when I'm a tiny man, she's huge lah, right? Yeah. So we were look googling, and then there's this concept of giantess. You know, yeah. not like a male giant and a female giantess, yeah. and it's a whole fucking genre on YouTube mm. of videos where these men are running around the house and giant women are running after them, and it always ends. With a POV shot from the man looking up at the woman as her foot comes and smashes the man into a little, little dollop of blood. Yeah. It's, it's a fetish. It's weird. a fetish. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fetish. Yeah. And the icing on the cake was like a year after we released that, uh, an Instagram account dedicated to the giantess fetish messaged us and told us that they had already uploaded part of the video on their platform and it was very popular and they were asking us to do a sequel. A part two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you know when they say like the internet, you can find your your niche and find your niche audience or that. I mean, yeah, that's a real example there, right there. <laughs> and those videos are not the kind of videos where if you're not signed in, they ask you to sign in because it's yeah. mature content. Anyone can fucking watch yeah. it. Can you imagine, Harish? You like you are like a hero in the tiny man, the tiny man yeah, community. So uh. <laughs> like your photo is probably on like some forum somewhere. Yeah, yeah. you're that's a hero, so man. <laughs> And I think, Maybe because uh, I opened up the Indian tiny man, you know. Yeah, Before correct. that, the tiny men were all Caucasian yeah, men yeah, yeah. and all these Angmors. I opened it up for the Indian tiny man. Yeah, and then I think Elizabeth Boone, who also acted in that video, also is like a you know worship a goddess. Yeah. In the- <laughs> I mean, it's just one of those strange things like that happened. But but I because mean, because I yeah. I had a car and we did it for a client, right? Yeah, yeah. A car a car brand. I think yeah. they have no idea that they even they maybe uh up their ante in the giantess world. Uh. Yeah, but even even not just this kind of thing I think at one point there were just all these strange videos about Spider-Man and Elsa making out and all that that were targeted oh, yeah. at kids they were targeted for kids it was it would have gone through any YouTube filters or what they were targeted for kids but they were really strange because they would have uh, people YouTubers dressed up as Spider-Man and Elsa and almost making out or spanking each other and things like that <laughs> So it was just damn weird, and but they were racking up millions of views because kids were watching them. So just and you because you, as a parent, yeah, yeah, as a parent, you think it's like it's all innocent fun, but you don't. Yeah, it's Elsa and Spider Man. Oh yeah, shit! Of course, why not? Let my kid watch that, it. You miss that part when the Hulk comes in and like smashes his fist into Elsa and and all that. Like, yeah, and, and like dry humping each other and all. Yeah, it's yeah, fucking yeah. weird, man. And it became a thing. Like this is not just something that went under the radar. It became a thing on YouTube and. People, there was a lot of light sh- that was shined on these sort of videos, like saying, "Yo, this yeah. is classified as kids content on YouTube, but it's really not kids content." Exactly. That's why. I, so I guess it would be fun. That's why I say it's funny fun. that she 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 put her trust in the mature content filters of YouTube. Into the tech bros, yeah, into the, the hands of the tech bros. Exactly. Rather than f- think for herself, what she she wants to filter out, right? 
I guess I would love to see what her YouTube home screen looks like. Eh? Yeah. So I I guess I guess like I mean what what we're essentially saying is that the advice felt a little how you say ah. Eh? A little, a little too simplistic, lah. Yeah, heavy-handed. Uh, it almost, yeah. yeah, it almost feels like like she's talking to a bunch of kids, lah. And you're you're kind of encouraging instead of people acknowledging. Okay, there's these things in the world. We will always be tempted. It's just about dealing with them as opposed to shying away from it, lah. And it feels it's the same thing we've seen over and over again, right? You know, let, we we can't show LGBT movies because uh people will turn. Uh, turn homosexual and all that. We can't show this because you know it's encouraging an alternative lifestyle. And this just feels like wow, it it's it's new, but it's also old uh, in the sense of the, that rhetoric, la. Yeah. And it was just like fucking holy shit. Like, um, how how is it in this day and age that this can still be be a a thing that a publication that apparently gets three hundred thousand visitors to their website every month can mm. put out, la. Yeah, and I, I think the. Whew, I guess the frustration that, that a lot of people feel is like, how come, I mean, they're well-intentioned, like, right? I mean, the pastor, she is trying to, she is trying to, to, to stop, uh, you know, don't, don't, don't get tempted to do something that's bad, like, right? That's her intention, right? Mm. So you can't mm. say that intention is bad. Like, I mean, you can disagree on how it's done and everything, fine. So, but she has generally good intentions, but why is it that she can't, cannot see how, poisonous uh, it is to 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 say something like ladies please don't dress provocatively and all mm. why 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 do you think they, they still cling on to the argument that that it's just it's nothing or it's just a request or it's not a you know it's not insistence it's not laying blame on anyone why do you think they not they not they don't see the argument uh, about about it being very misogynistic about it being very harmful for people who actually have been through a sort even when they were wearing like winter clothing and anything like that uh? I mean, maybe it's because um, her YouTube doesn't show her any videos that kind of try to engage these sort of topics in a more <laughs> in a more analytical or in-depth or nuanced uh, way. Yeah, or nuanced to it. Because, yeah, I mean, ultimately, if she's a pastor, it means that she's in some sort of role uh, that's influential. Mm. Um, and it just feels like, wow, this feels like something that maybe would have come out in 2012 or something. But it's 2021 yeah. to post yeah. that especially when there's so much talk of sexual harassment yeah. even in the past few weeks. Yeah, correct. Like, yeah. I wonder what Aware would say if they see this. Uh, they're like, fucking hell, man. We have done, we try working our ass off yeah. and I hear a female pastor comes and posts this. Like, yeah. I guess, I guess in one week, if it was a male pastor, it would have been even worse. Like. Mm. Um, I guess this is a female pastor, so maybe it didn't, it didn't, like people were, were didn't go as ape shit as it could have if it was a male pastor. Mm, I guess the, because Ooh. I think, okay, la, I mean, given she's a female pastor, you know, it's quite progressive for for a female pastor to be, you know, talking about um, sexual temptation, la, right? But mm. probably they should have balanced it out a bit by saying like, okay, sisters, help me out. Um, Y'all don't dress so provocatively. But brothers, help me out as well. Y'all, on weekends, don't go to the beach. Don't go clubbing. Just stay at home yeah. and watch Barney. Yeah. You know, <laughs> then you say something like that, then okay la, It balances out a bit la, Right? You know, you, you, they're you, both you ridiculous lah. Right? Yeah, you lay the <laughs> you want to lay blame at least lay lay equally la, Right? So, yeah, so like yeah, yeah, don't don't true. expose yourself lah. Don't go out there and see the world. Just stay at home. Yeah. And, and I mean, you don't know, on don't your computer. Put on filter mode. Put on mature content mode lah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. mature content mode. Then then go on on the <laughs> yeah. internet la, Yeah. 
So so if, if she did that, then okay lah, more fair. But this one really just felt like she was singling out um women for for doing something for for tempting tempting their brothers, you know. Yeah, it, it almost feels like what you hear in the um very traditional conservative school of thought that is apparent in India, lah. You know, the blame is always on the victims of sexual harassment. Uh, I, I, think, I think now the tide is changing over the past few years as more and more publicity has been given to the horrible fucking acts of sexual harassment there. But for the longest time, there was always this thing that, yeah, you can't blame the men because the women dress so provocatively and you're like, what the fuck, man? How, how does that make sense? Yeah. So I think, I mean, like the sad thing is, I think uh, if you were to poll Singapore, I think a lot of people would still agree with this sort of stance that, that yeah, you want to cut down sexual harassment, sexual abuse, get the women to be less provocative, less fl- flirty, dress more modestly. Mm. I think I think there's still a lot of people who would agree with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, there is a logical argument to that. La. Like, you mm. know, it's like, well, I, I always say when Singaporeans go overseas, we're not careful enough sometimes. Like, you mm. don't walk to a neighborhood that's known for gun crime or, you know, a lot of violent crimes. You don't walk there at 3 a.m. at night and then thinking that, you know, it'll be, you know, it's it's not on me to, it's, you can't blame me because I'm like, uh, I, it's my right to walk around here at 3 a.m. like I do in Singapore, right? Mm. Um, of mm. course, don't, we're not saying, like, put yourself in dangerous situations or that, lah, but we're saying that if a dangerous thing, something dangerous happens to you, uh, it's not your fault that you did that, lah, right? Mm. I think that that's the, the, the key thing in this whole uh, this whole uh, shebang that is going on here is that uh, I think that that, that narrative of uh, it is partially the victim's fault because of what she was wearing, that needs to stop. Lah. Mm. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And you know, the one thing I just noticed, the hero image for the article mm. is a rose. Ooh, is it? Ooh. Where's the rose? Yeah, it is a rose. I don't the see rose, the I mean, how not to, how not to fall in the in the blog post on their website, not the oh, no, Instagram. Yeah, I, see, I, see, yeah. I, see. I mean, there is one main image of a rose surrounded by thorns, lah. So I guess what they're saying is a rose amongst thorns, lah. Yeah, it yeah, just yeah, feels yeah. like, huh? Yeah. The rose, the rose has been a flower, uh, in the in the zeitgeist of of um the all talk yeah. about sexual harassment in Singapore the past few weeks, lah. Yeah. So hmm. So interesting. I mean, you you you. I think um. Before people start just accusing us of one of those being one of those uh woke left leaning people and who you know just bash everything conservative and whatnot. I mean, you also have had over the years have your perspective of religion has also evolved, right? Yeah. Uh not and it's not entirely like oh religion's terrible and all that as well, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I would say I grew up uh, a Hindu. I mean, right now I would still, I guess, be classified as a Hindu. But my belief is like um, ag- agnostic. Mm. Um, I think at some point I was atheist, but now I'm more agnostic. And I think uh, religion, yeah, is one of those things that maybe not my cup of tea. But I don't fault people who are religious, like, because mm. um, if it makes them better people and they're not harming anyone, sure. Uh, I'm not one of those who says, you know, all organized religion is horrible. Yeah. Um, it's just it's just uh, your own cup of tea, your own interests, and yeah. your own beliefs. Correct, correct. But but you bring that up, like what like what 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 has that got to do with this? No, because I think going back to our disclaimer at the very start, we're not saying that uh yeah, this pastor is 
is evangelical uh, stupid or, anything, and all or, that, yeah. or beyond help. In fact, we want you we want to help her do better for her own community and her own church and everything, right? That's wow, why we're so benevolent of you. Uh. You mansplaining to her, is it? <laughs> you mansplaining. Right. You're no, no, mansplaining no, no, no. to I'm her. Not I'm, not I'm just YouTube filter <laughs> content splaining. Because we we have been there. We we've been at the frontier of the YouTube content filter and we know that it's not when you look beyond the filter, it's not it's not a pretty place. But you have to look. You have to look. Because yeah, if you yeah. don't look, you really don't know what are the evils out there and how to prevent it, them from reaching your loved ones and everything. Uh. So you have mm, to look. So mm. I think as a pastor dealing with youth ministries and all that, you want to be a good pastor, you have to you have to understand what's out there, lah, unfortunately. Mm. And you need to be but I mean, put yourself in the line of fire lah, in some way. No, but in some ways what she's saying, she has seen what's out there in her younger days and now she has she has realized that that um she shouldn't. Lah. My younger days easy lah. Like I said, like porno last time could be hidden in a cupboard. Somewhere behind yeah. behind some books or something like that. But now it's like And to download <laughs> to yeah. download all these logistical yeah, issues, you, you have to wait for like one hour. Download like <laughs> one AM when no one else is using the phone and stuff like that. It's like now it's like yeah. you don't even you can even go to Starbucks and be watching porn already. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's a different world. Why, you've gone to, to Starbucks like, and watch porn before, is it? No, no I'm just saying there's Wi Fi at Starbucks, lah. Like, well, no. <laughs> Figure of speech, lah. Like, well, no. Anyway, I'm sure there are people who watch porn at Starbucks. Eh? Oh yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm Confirm. Sure. There's, there's probably Confirm. a whole segment by itself on YouTube. Eh? Yeah, it's probably, it's probably some interesting name that, that is not so obviously Starbucks porn, but it's like something yeah. else. Like. It's, it's called Star- something else. I mean, Starbucks. If you just replace one letter, it immediately becomes porn-like. Uh, I dude, come on lah, Starbucks. Fuck you lah. You just replace the B with an oh, F lah, you okay. idiot. Oh my I'm god. Like, what love it. That's not even a grammatical I... word or anything. <laughs> Fuck you lah. What do you say? Star buns? Yeah, star buns. Okay, Are you hungry or what? Maybe, but yeah. I mean, star buns sound like something you can get at bread talk. And, and all that. So that's yeah, why. that's why. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yes, anyway. Speaking of stuff that you can get in a in a regular shopping mall and all that, right? Ah, uh, hello ma. What what is the second what topic? That we, we we second thought that we thought was interesting. I mean, you you brought it up, and I was like, wow, how come I, I didn't hear about this at all? And uh, there hasn't been any much of a hoo ha or anything about it, lah, Right? But yeah, it's yeah. Quite I mean, it is news that that just broke today that uh, there's this new app in Singapore that claims you can reserve the most desirable parking spots ahead of time. Mm. It's called Sure Reserve. Mm. Um, who claim that they leverage advanced technologies so drivers could make advanced reservations. Um, and, and they have some images. They have a website up. They have an app in beta. Uh, and if you can sign up to be notified when the app goes live. And it is a combination of an app as well as physical barricades that will be put on the parking spots that once you book, then it would flatten and your car can drive over. Like if not, it will be up that uh, and and it prevents cars from going over. Mm. So initially, when I saw it, I thought it was a government app, mm. but it's not. It's a private app. It is. Right. It is a private app, and mm. um, I mean, what they claim is that it would be found in Singapore's leading shopping malls. Mm. Um, and yeah, essentially, you go to their website. They also talk about how for car park owners or mall um, uh, uh, owners, you can uh, squeeze out incremental revenue from your car parks, like, because. People would book ahead of time. It's fully automated. Um, there's additional revenue that you can squeeze out from every reservation. Mm. But as a as someone who drives, right, what do you think about this? Uh? 
Mm, initially, I, uh, I mean, I was a bit like, whoa, this is like um, a, a bit annoying. Like, it's a bit like, you know how bus- there's business class and economy class when you take flights. And then, mm. the, yeah, like purely because, uh, or, or no, don't, don't even, uh, let's not differentiate between business and economy class, which I think are two different products. But let's say uh, someone who buys some priority seating in economy class versus like normal mm. economy class or, you know, then that person gets to board first and, and, and you know, hold up the hold up the, the luggage space in the uh, above the seats and stuff like that. La. So, yeah. and it's just purely because they put more money, la, not not anything, la, right? So, I, I found I found it was like, oh shit, it's going to be one of those things then in all the car parks, it's going to get, um there's going to be tiers of parking or like how, how much you're willing to pay then eventually it's going to be like, so expensive and selling car- people are going to be selling parking lots and carousel and all that then I caught myself like, I caught myself <laughs> that is exactly the slippery slope argument that we, that I that I sometimes I, I sometimes keep talking about that I, I can't stand like, right that, mm. that just because a few parking lots are opened up to people who are willing to pay more for it doesn't mean that the whole parking space is going to become like that in the future like. uh, yeah and, and, and maybe it's a I mean it's yeah, uh, maybe it's a for for someone who really needs a parking lot and just is willing to pay for it, it's a it's a it's a better thing than than you know uh, other kinds of stupid behavior that I've seen in parking parking lots are where people they illegally park in the car park, which I am like wow, this next level lah, right? How do you illegally park in a car park? You, know, you mean just like some empty spot? Yeah, sometimes there's this little spot between a pillar and a wall that is really not meant for parking. Uh, 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 yeah, but they somehow just correct. find an angle and then <laughs> it? it just disrupts <laughs> other cars from driving through and, and things like that. Lah. And it's just annoying, lah, right? Yeah. Yeah. So so maybe if it if, if this helps to solve that 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 small problem also and it's not I mean, don't overdo it, lah. Don't have more than like, I don't know, uh ten percent of your parking space be dedicated to that. I think it's okay, yeah. like, you know? Well, what do you, what do you yeah, think I mean, about it? Like? Initially, I also thought it was like, huh, yeah, like, why you want to automate this? Fucking hell, it's, it's like, you know, going to a car park, you get your spot, it's almost like, yeah, like, that's part and parcel, that's that's the, the feeling of it, you know, it's nice to get down and dirty. Yeah. But then I was thinking, you know, like how when we were in the US and the cinemas, for some reason, I don't know whether they have changed, but the cinema in Philadelphia, they didn't have ticketed seats. Mm. You know, it's just you go there and then it's free seating lah, which fucking blew my mind, yeah. Like, so like you have to go to the you movie. Have to go early. like one hour early to watch the yeah, show, right? That's yeah, that's why it fucks if, if you don't want to get a shitty seat lah. Yeah. Um, but then I was thinking, I, for me, the the more apt analogy is like restaurants lah. Mm. You can reserve a, a table beforehand, or you can do walk in lah. Mm-hmm. And I think for this, like what you said, like what you said, if if I assume it's not going to be the full car park, lah, right? Mm, uh, it yeah. will be it will be certain lots that if yeah. you want to pay and reserve, sometimes people do have something on, like maybe it's a job interview or yeah. maybe it's something that you know you cannot be late. Yeah. And I don't drive often, but when I do, uh, sometimes fucking finding parking is one of the most annoying fucking Correct. things in, uh, that you can that you have to deal with, lah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, I know sometimes when like we are both at a meeting and like uh you're just because of the traffic situation and all uh, you can't find a parking lot mm. uh and I'm just like Terence where are you Terence you know where are you are you on the way and I'm like fucking Terence you know fucking if you drive a car you know can't you plan don't give me the shit that traffic is like fucker then when I'm in a car and I face that I'm like hmm yeah, okay lah I, right. I, I, <laughs> and then there's a point that you wish hey I wish there was an app that would allow me to book like a spot 
That is that is true. That is true. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, to me, I thought he actually, yeah, like I similar to you, I found myself go from like, oh Allah, hey, fucks, yeah, he's not want to squeeze out money and all this fucking mm. shit. But I think it actually makes sense. And I guess um it, it took me a while to arrive at that compared to like let's say the parking app, right? You know the the one where you you don't need to punch the coupons anymore. Mm. The parking app is fucking convenient. Like. It's yeah. so, so damn helpful. You don't need to run and like add another ticket if you are like yeah. uh, uh, staying on. So this one, I think, yeah. Uh, I mean, I thought I thought it was an interesting thing, but yeah, I haven't seen that much chatter. Maybe it's because it's not that controversial. Like. I would mm. have thought more people would be shitting on it, but because, not so much, like, right? I mean, because you there is a sort of a... a there is a sort of a non-app, non-digital, analog equivalent, so to speak. An analog equivalent. That's basically your valets. You know, when you go to like hospitals a lot, a lot of times they have mm. valet parking. Mm. And it's usually three old men who, you know, just collect your keys and drive and they just they just chuck your car in some corner somewhere. Not even a parking yeah, lot. Yeah. And then they somehow Tetris their way to park a lot of cars in a very small space and all that. Uh, so yeah. it's just I mean it, it's really, it really exists this is just the there's a barrier physical barrier that, that is automated that can replace the the valet in that sense I, I mean I kind of prefer having a valet like. there's this there's just still something about the you know handing over your keys to a valet that, that you feel like a you feel like a yeah, you like feel a like, big like, shot yeah, like, right? you got what you paid for like, right you know you're paying extra for so this you mean, service you mean, like, right? you mean you would say you're saying you would prefer a valet compared to this app like? Yeah, the app. I mean, because like like what you say, the app just feels like another layer on top of a, a standard car park of what you're paying for the car park already, lah. And don't forget some of these mm. car parks we talk about, like Marina Bay Sands car park, all that damn expensive already. And then you're still gonna yeah. pay more on top of that just to park there. It's just not a very nice feeling, lah. Where's the when a valet picks up your car or he delivers it to you later or something like that? There's a feeling of oh wow, you know, like it's like got got you, you just got serviced, lah, you know. Mm, you just got serviced. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Fucking yeah. sound like some some sex car park like that, yeah. Hey, 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 hey. Wow. <laughs> Hold your horses there, man. This, this, see, see, you you're see, distancing try, yourself, you know, right? Yeah, just yeah. talking about cars only, and somehow this sexual temptation Yo. has crossed your mind. <laughs> you go and need. You need to go and read some thirst, man. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, don't uh, patronize those sort of car parks. You know, like you don't want to give in to temptations <laughs> to the sexy valets. Uh. But I guess, I guess that that's the that's the flip side, right? If if in some way it it reduces the amount of car parks at X uh, at the current rate, right, and kind of jacks up the price for these car parks, ultimately you are catering to to the people who can afford it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's like a lot of the what 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 are some other services or products that have gone down that path uh, where uh, the people who benefit the most are the people with who yeah, uh, can afford the super premium thing I guess I don't know whether the, the good analogy is like private hospitals versus government no I think that's a that's a whole big that's yeah, a whole other fucking whole, whole wormhole thing, yeah. but no but, 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 but I, mean, you, I mean it's, it's a good point uh, that um, uh, there was a point when I think when like MBS car park rates were first introduced to us and everyone was shitting their pants because it was like what $16 or something like that for for yeah. for two hours or something um, but but the truth is it uh, that makes a lot of people not drive to MBS lah, right they they choose yeah. to take MRT and everything and maybe that's a better thing lah, right you know that, that it's more expensive and, and people choose to drive into the city less and all lah. So so it's almost like the the gentrification of car parks, uh. 
It's like, you know, mm. if you look at the the cities of like of the world where I think London, uh, San Francisco and all where the rates of rental are going up so fucking high, right? Mm. That it only the the richest can survive there. Mm. And the middle class and all that get squeezed. There's a lot more homelessness. Yeah. Maybe you would start seeing that in car parks in Singapore. Mm. You know, just like the fucking... Um, uh, 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 like best cars and all that. Everything yeah. else is parked on the curb outside, yeah. and like just uh subject to weather. And like then you get these these super atas car parks where I don't know like your car is yeah. is like kept in a humidified room or some shit like that. Yeah. Like. But I mean, I mean, um, the, yeah. When you compare the gentrification of cities, uh, you know, it's suck. The the one the one problem is that yeah, like, it it pushes people out of the city, like, Right. There's no better mm. alternative within the city already. Whereas yeah. I think in Singapore, when we talk about having a car versus taking public transport, the truth is our public transport system is uh, pretty decent, right? Um, yeah. The, of course, that's coming from me. I don't usually use public transport as yeah, much. You're going to take public transport? I don't, I don't. <laughs> but, but the occasions that I do, I find it I find it like a more pleasant experience than driving, to be honest. Uh, uh, I don't know. So you are more you are more heavy user of public transport. Uh, mm. do, do you think that you can say that Singapore is pretty decent? Yeah, yeah Singapore definitely decent. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, I think it's 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 only going to get more and more accessible because certain places that are not served by MRTs right now, mm. yeah, there are lines coming up. So I think the network is pretty pretty decent. Like, but, yeah. but I guess maybe when you have a family, a car becomes a, a lot mm. more of like, okay, almost like, I wouldn't say necessity, but it really would help. Like, right? Yeah, yeah, correct, correct. It's true. It it's really, true. really would help. Yeah. yeah. And this is, I guess that's where the the ride sharing has also changed the game a lot. Last time without a car where you could only get taxis, wow, that would be tricky, man. At least now you can still you can still book it ahead of time, lah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, if you look at LinkedIn, this this company there they have six employees. It's not just like one or two people mm. in stealth. Um I, f- I did find it a bit dubious that they didn't disclose much about the malls they are working with mm. and all that, but they might just be a company that that are in development. I think they, they yeah. first announced themselves in October twenty nineteen, but only recently mm, got more and more traction. Yeah, I think because you like it's like I think some electric vehicles, uh car sharing services and stuff like that, they do have a few lots in, in certain department stores or, or multi story mm. car parks, you know. Uh and, yeah, and, right. and it, sometimes it takes it just takes time to negotiate a price or or, or it takes time to to install the infrastructure for charging points and things like that right yeah right uh, but but knowing that Singapore is moving towards like electric vehicles and and also I, I'm I'm pretty sure like um, malls and all these all these people running car parks will be more open to ideas like that as well right. Mm-mm. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I think right now where you see are seeing less and less human traffic in malls and all, which I assume translates mm. to less and less car traffic in malls. Mm. Anything to milk extra revenue is always going to be something they'll look at, la. Yeah, yeah. So interesting business. Where I mean, interesting. Yeah, we're not. We're not. It's still. It's still. Anything. Yeah. yeah. It's still not on the market fully yet, but mm. but but we shall see where it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called what? Sure reserve. Cool. Right? Sure reserve, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. Alrighty, so on to our final segment, the one shock thing of the week. Yeah. So, I mean, one shock thing of the past two days, like, I guess. Well, what is your one Which is thing? what? Okay, uh, my, my one shock thing is is this song I recently heard, which I which I fucking fell in love with, and I thought, oh shit, this is, this is kind of cool. It's like, 
um, kind of trendy, kind of like the sounds like electronic music, a very deep male voice, and like fuck, I was like, which band sang this? You know, like have, how come are they up and coming and all that? Then I found out, right? Um, I mean, the song is called Baker Man. It's by Late Back lah. Okay. So, um, Laid Back is an electronic music duo group from Copenhagen. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is, they formed in 1979 and the song came out in 1989. <laughs> so, it's 31 years old. 1989. Yeah. And it's out. 1989. Okay. And, and, it's what? and it's a fucking good song. Okay. Like, it just blew my mind. I thought it was a song that just came out. And when I googled it, I was like, oh shit, then they have a music video and it is the most 80s music video you can imagine and it is so awesome and it's such a good song and the lyrics are so ridiculous. Like one of the lines is, Baker Man is baking bread. That's that's the hook. Baker Man mm. is baking bread. Mm. And then you get all these forums forums that try to dissect, what is a Baker Man? Oh, someone says it's slang for someone who's smoking weed. So a Baker Man baking bread is just smoking weed. So it's fucking, I fucking fell in love with the song. I fell in love with the band and they're just so ridiculous. And the fact that it came out in 1989 makes it just all the more awesome. So this is a, is a, is a retro song that you've discovered. La. Now now that I listen to it, there are certain parts that are quite retro. Like there's a saxophone. La. Mm. Um, and then I was like, okay, okay, that that kind of makes sense. That 1989, um, uh, but but I think there was a, a remix that was also done in early 2000s. So mm. the original song, but even the original song is fucking nice, yeah. The original song. What, what do you mean? Baker Man, oh, yeah, the, as in the, Baker Man. And then there was a there was a remix released in 2006, lah. But that's still 15 years ago, lah. I see, I see. So so, yeah, how man. do you how do you come across this again? Uh, Spotify, like you know the the weekly. The the browse section where they just discover playlists, like discover playlists. Mm. I was like, God damn, this is this is cool. Um, yeah. I so see. so it's an awesome song. Oh, interesting, interesting. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I also have been discovering a lot of older music on Spotify mm. uh, more recently, mm. I think after after we uh, went on the Jack and Ray show, I started listening to oh. a lot more classic rock and all, which was oh, awesome. is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's not your one joke thing. No, it's not my one joke thing. No, no, no. My, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, my one joke thing is uh, a very uh, tech thing. I think the mm. uh, big news that shocked the camera world just a couple of days ago is that Sony released uh, their cheapest um, cinema camera yet, uh, the FX3, which is essentially mm. an A7S3, but housed within a cinema a cinema style body which means it's a bit more like magnesium alloy and, and like has screws all over it and everything so 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 mm. it's um, uh, for all the camera nerds and all that out there you know A7S the Sony A7S was a big game changer for, for YouTubers and, and filmmakers because um, it was a very video centric mirrorless camera uh, mm. and then be, I think between the A7S 2 and A7S 3 there was a four year gap so we ourselves, we uh, shot a web series using the A7S 3 not long mm-hmm. after it was released. So we were, I think, I'm quite proud that we are, we are also, we are also quite pioneering in that, in that way. Uh, but then, in just like, you know, typical, in typical uh, Sony fashion, they made you wait four years for a camera and then they released two versions of it in, within within a couple of months, which I think a lot of people are irritated by lah. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. the FX3 essentially is an A7S3, but in a in a more cinema ready body, uh. So so, but so are people are people reacting? I mean, aside from the fact that there is a second release, but are people reacting like, "Holy shit, this is an amazing camera! Like this game changing and all." Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. I think I think everyone over 
uh, the years the consumer and the professional is start, starting to converge a lot more, like, right? So when you mm. think about a camera that uh, you, you see a tourist use that form factor where there's a handle and then he's holding it in the right hand, um, but then you think about the, the, the kind of cameras that you see Hollywood using to film Hollywood movies, like the big ones on the shoulder and all that. The fact that yeah. it's converging into a much smaller device that, that can be carried around like a normal camera, it's uh, it's quite game-changing like that way, you know? Huh. Uh, so it's, it's just an interesting development because it's... Uh, I mean, you know, cameras, cameras, smartphones, everything, everyone is getting squeezed, right? Because mm-hmm. like, smartphones are eating out everything. So it's interesting to see that Sony is heading in that direction like, to push consumers to, you know, buy professional equipment now. Like. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. So it's just that's an interesting, cool. interesting development. Like, a, lot of, a lot of discussion and chatter going on in the camera world about, about this particular release. Yeah. Like. Yeah. And yeah, like how do you keep track of these releases? Do you just see it in the news or certain channels or, no, there, or whatnot there, that you subscribe? There are certain tech YouTubers that are really pretty freaking awesome when it comes to these camera things. Uh, and mm. they really go into the like a lot of detail, a lot of detail that you don't need to know about these cameras. But because they go into such detail, you you, you end up trusting whatever they say about it. It's good or bad about cameras. Oh, really? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do all these Let's tests see. that you would never need to do when you're actually using the camera and uh, so so it's like like Gerald and Dunn or Philip Bloom, um, uh, yeah, a, a lot of this Peter, even Peter McKinnon to some extent, uh, mm. you know, he's like I think Peter McKinnon and Casey Neistat were got both got famous for doing vlogs, but Peter McKinnon was really about like the photography and and how stuff looks has to look good like, you know, whereas Casey mm. Neistat was more about really about the content and all that, right? Yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah, correct. so 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 I mean, yeah, if you if you want to if you're interested in this kind of thing. Uh yeah, it's an interesting space to 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 watch also. In Singapore, we have Bobby Tonelli. He does that Tech Three Sixty oh, TV. Really? Yeah, he does Tech Three Sixty <laughs> TV. Yeah, so but well, he's he's a bit of a camera nerd also. So he does pretty interesting. He does a lot of reviews of cameras also. Yeah, I see. I see. That's cool, man. Yeah, but yeah, cool, 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 cool. So, All right, as always, the links will be in the show notes. Yeah, and keep keep the activity we'll try our on best, the Reddit yeah. la. Keep keep up the activity yeah. on Reddit. It's pretty awesome. I just love like when I open Reddit now and then I see one point zero K followers. Uh, followers yeah. Creditors. Credit- members, yeah. members, 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 yeah. members. Yeah. Freaking correct, awesome. Correct, members. Yeah. Cool. All right, man. All right. Thank All you. All right. Thanks for listening. Talk to y'all soon.